This title of my sermon this morning, it's called, This Can't Be Taken Away From You. This is the title of my sermon. This can't be taken away from you. Turn to the person next to you, look at them and tell them, This can't be taken away from you. Now, again, look at them and ask them, what? Did you ask them? What? I can't see it. <coughs> That's okay. We don't have time. What? Look at them and tell them, what? Now, look at them again and tell them, pastor will tell you. <laughs> and again, look at them and tell them, so pay close attention. All right. Good. This can't be taken away from you. Today, I want you, all of us, and I want to help you guys choose on what areas that is, it is important for you to invest in for the next five years. But before we go into my message, I have something special for you guys. A lot of people have been telling me, you know, how this series has been a blessing. And today we have a live testimony from Sister Prema who's going to come forward and something that God has initiated in her life as she was part of this You in Five Years series. So over to you. Praise the Lord, church. You all will be surprised to know that I don't have the habit of making plans. Yeah, really. Maybe I never learned or maybe I was never given a chance in my life. So I just pray and I leave everything to God. I trust His promises. I cling to the promises. I simply go as the Lord takes me. And a year back, I heard a sermon here in KCC, prepare for your miracle. I do pray for miracle and I very much trust that God will do miracles in my life and everyday miracles do happen. But then when I heard that sermon, I was like, how should I prepare? Then one fine day, I saw Pastor Sam preparing for his miracle. So I was really surprised. Then I was discussing with my daughter and I said, how should I prepare for my miracle that I'm expecting? Then uh, I thought maybe just I should have faith. I should trust God. But then this year, 2021, when the series started, you in five years, I was like dumbstruck. Okay, because I never make plans. Not even for the next day. You'll be surprised to know that. But then... Five years, that was really too much for me. But then, after hearing the first sermon, I sat down, I took my pen and started writing what all I wanted to do. And then I thought of what skills I have. As Pastor had spoken that we do have our skills and we have to develop it. I sat down, I started going back in my years. And then I remembered that I have certain skills. So I started writing it down. And I prayed, I said, not all of a sudden, not overnight, nothing is going to happen. Everything will happen little by little. And that gave me a great strength. God never despises the beginning of small things. That's what I believed. And then I went to the pastor and I said, these are the things that I have planned. And I placed it at the Lord's feet. Kindly pray for me. And he was so happy to pray for me and also to give me advice. And I'm so happy to be among God's people from where I get wise counsel. 
as the Lord's house, which gives us wise counsel and also helps us to lead a wonderful life. It's really, really very beautiful that I could plan. Now, I can see that I, when, when we do little, God will bless it. And when he blesses it, it becomes a very huge thing. So I know I do teach my children. I do tell them that little things do matter. I tell them how Ambani came up. I tell them so many examples in this world. But then in my life, I never planned. So thank you, Pastor, for this wonderful series that you have started. And I'm really sad that it has come to an end this week. <laughs> Amen. It, is, it will not be an end if you start practicing, all of you. Like you can live this series out for the next five years and more. So today, we, I want to help you, as I said, on what areas it is important for us to invest in and how we can invest. Amen. So I want us to go to our Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And uh, I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And you can follow with me whatever version you have. So let's go to Luke 10 from verse 38. It says, And now it happened, as they went that, he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Martha is trying to throw attitude at Jesus. She is getting all dramatic with Jesus. Like, I am on my own in the kitchen trying to sort out everything. Nobody's here to help me. Have you ever heard this dialogue from your mothers? Yeah. Can somebody get in here and help me? She's doing it all the time. All right. Okay. So... And, and this is what Martha is doing. And, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, calm down for a moment. It's not there. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Everybody say, one thing is needed. Everybody say it again. One thing is needed for my life. And the verse says, and Mary has chosen that good part one thing is needed and mary has chosen that one thing she has chosen that good part and here comes the sermon title which will not be taken away from her if you choose things from god's presence if you choose the things that god has for your life that will not be taken away from you. That's pretty much what I want to preach today. If you choose what God has purposed to happen, and if you make plans in alignment with God's purpose, then that will not be taken away from you. It will not be taken away from you. You see that there's two contrasting characters in this passage. Both of them are not wrong. It is wrong. Is it wrong for Martha to serve Jesus and make all the refreshments and good food? It's not. It's very normal. In fact, it's part of the culture to be hospitable, to host, to welcome. But then Jesus answered 
at this moment in time what is more needed is to sit at the feet of jesus and receive his word it might look like what you're doing is reasonable but if you're not doing it at the right time of your life then it is considered as distraction let me unpack this a little bit more for you when you are supposed to invest and god has purposed you to be in a college let's say to pursue an education or to pursue a job or to pursue something really important that god has purposed in your life or to pursue ministry and at that time you might be trying to do something reasonable like i don't know finding a guy finding a girl or or trying to spend a lot just because you got a little bit of money trying to buy things that are not you know affordable but then the bank said that i will give you credit and god said i will give you blessing and now you're pulled between your credit and the blessing because you don't want to wait for the blessing that god has purposed for your life that you have made a plan to go on the credit and get it and now you're praying for god to provide to pay for the credit and god is saying you know what god is saying yeah. choose the right thing at the right time from the presence of god If you don't choose the right thing, the right time from the presence of God, what will what is with you will be taken away. But if you receive it patiently in the presence of God by investing time in God's presence, then whatever flows out of God's presence into your life will not be taken away. Jesus says to Mary, he says, Listen, Mary has done something really important Martha and I'm going I'm not going to take her away from this. This is her moment receiving God's word, encountering his presence. I just want to give you two things and if you're writing notes, if you're taking notes, write this down. Invest into something that cannot be taken away from you. And number 1, the first thing that you need to do if you got to live this lifestyle The first thing that you got to do is you got to do what Mary did. She chose to sit. It from the story it might seem like in Martha's perspective that she's irresponsible. Right? When you choose to sit in God's presence when everybody is running around and running after material things and when you choose to sit in God's presence their perspective the world's perspective about you will be different they will call you responsible they'll call you that you know this is not the way you do life you are a loser is what they will call you but they don't understand the world does not understand what they are running after will be taken away from them one day but what you choose to sit under cannot be taken away come on somebody If you choose to sit under God's presence and if you receive a word it is not about the giving it is not about the blessing it is about the one who blesses us so when you choose to sit you're not choosing to sit down so that you will receive something you're choosing to sit and say God I want to know more about you not 
I want more. Yes? A lot of times, we have made a mistake, we have made a pothole in our life, and we keep putting money in, we keep putting blessing in, we keep putting happiness in, we keep bringing people into our lives, we keep turning to other people for help, and more friends, and more company, and more things, and more things, and more things, and nothing is filling it. And when nothing is filling it, you keep going back to God and asking God for more and more and more and more. Again, to put it in your basket, which has got a big hole. But when you go to God's presence and flip the coin, flip your perspective, change everything around and say, Lord, I am not here to receive more, but I want to know you more. When you know him more, you are healed, you are set free. You receive God's perspective. You receive wisdom. God speaks to you. God's tell, God will tell you when to pause, when to wait, when to, to make a step, take a step forward, when to, when to move forward, when to speak and when to be quiet. All this discernment will happen through the work of the Holy Spirit. If you go with your own understanding, the Bible says don't, do not lean onto your own understanding. When you lean onto your own understanding, we always go with face value. We always go with what you see on paper. So it looks good on paper, it must be good. Is everybody with me? We need God more than ever. It is important to sit at the feet of Jesus in a world that is filled with with distractions. This morning, as you, as we come to the end of this series, and as you spend this week praying and planning and asking God, Lord, what are the areas that I choose, that I have to choose to make changes? What are the areas that I have to take little steps of faith? Lord, speak to me. Help me so that I will get your word from you. Don't just Go after things that you just see it on media and, 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 and the flashy stuff. It's just the glamour. There's no depth in it. But when you go after God, you, your heart will open to receive Him more in our lives. The more you receive Him, the more you can hold on to the blessings that He's about to give you. Amen? God will always prepare you to maintain before you obtain. God always prepares you how to maintain your blessing before you're ready to obtain your blessing. So don't be focused on what you are doing, but focus on who you're doing it for. Amen? When you come and serve, when you serve in church, when you pray, when you worship God, Everything that you have done in God's presence can never be taken away from you. Do you know that? It can never be taken away from you. Even if you saw a piece of paper on the floor, you picked it up because this is God's house, this needs to be clean. And even if you did a little thing and you didn't even think about it, you know God is watching you. God knows even those little things that you've done for Him and in His presence and for God's house. Things that you do for, from, from your heart out of the love that you have for God, God is keeping an account. And He will release His blessings over your life. But our focus shouldn't be on what we receive, 
But our focus should be on receiving who He is and what He has done for us. Amen? So don't be focused on what you're doing. But be focused on who you are doing it for. Everything that we do, our life that we live, our family that we have, the children, everything that we do, the church, it is for God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. The second thing, how many of you know this brand called Nike? Yeah? Can I have that picture on the screen? This is their slogan. What does it say? All right. Just do it. This is one of the most popular uh, brand and uh, one of the most, you know, amazing advertising campaign that ever happened. It did not happen in 2000. They, they actually came up with this, I think, in somewhere in about 1940. Quite early. And this is what, it, it may seem hard to believe because there is a story behind this. It may seem hard to believe, but one of the best-known marketing slogans was actually inspired by the last words of a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, this is a true story. This was inspired by the last words of a murderer. His name is Gary Gilmore. Gary Gilmore was a murderer who killed two people in Utah. And when he was given a chance to speak his last words before he was about to be executed, before he was about to be hung, he was given a chance, speak your last words, Gary Gilmore. And, and, and the world was watching. It was on television. It was a big news. Everybody saw it. And Gary Gilmore went there and stood there and he said, just do it. In other words, I'm at the end of my life. There is no hope for me. There is nothing for me to go beyond this. What do you still want to hear from me? This is it. Just do it. Do you feel inspired now? <laughs> and the guys who were doing the advertising campaign for Nike saw this and they flipped it. Because they realized that somewhere down the line, a Catherine Ribeiro will not hear about Gary Gilmore. And we can twist this message into a positive one. And what they did was that they took those three words and they put it as their campaign slogan for you to make a decision, whatever you want to do, whether it's running or jumping or long run. So they were do, selling the sports shoes at that time and still now, and they're selling a lot more. I love Nike. But anyway, so as they were promoting these products, they were promoting this ideology that whatever that you are thinking to do, don't think it, just do it. And they twisted that from the negative concept into a positive thing. And the whole thing turned around. Everybody forgot Gary Gilmore and what he has done. And everybody went with Nike. And everybody now has this slogan, just do it. Don't wait for it. Just do it. If you are thinking about making a decision to get close to God, first choose to do that because we live in a world where you can be absolutely distracted with so many things 
that 99.99% will live for the flesh. For, for what that is about to expire. And, and, and if, you are, if you can just pause for a minute and reverse that percentage in your life. And, and reduce that. And, and start spending time. Get away from all the distractions and sp- start spending time in God's presence. So first thing is you choose to do it. And once you've chosen to do it, the second thing you need to do is just do it. There's nothing in between. Pastor, I have chosen, but I need the anointing. I need the Holy Ghost. I need need a thunder from the heaven and the lightning to strike me. It's not going to happen, Kalai. Just do it. Just pick up your Bible, sit in God's presence, receive His word. Just do it and start doing it and keep doing it and do it little by little by little and and go into his presence and see God more and more and more. The problem is that a lot of times we assume just because you are in close proximity with spirituality, it makes you spiritual. Let me say it again. Just because you're in close proximity with spirituality, it doesn't make you spiritual. Just because you're hanging around with Christian 